This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for checking in. I'm Dan McNeil, and you're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast, courtesy of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Adam Delavitt is the big boss man at Bet Rivers. I am executively produced by the KC Wolf of Northwest Indiana, Sam Michael. And I also want to say thanks to Randy Merkin for all the help he's given me this year in terms of getting guests on the show, uh, as well as Troy Mocker for everything he does with social media distribution and same for Alex Pastor. Great to have those guys on board. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun this football season, even though there have been some bumps along the way, regardless of which team you may root for. It is a roller coaster ride this year in the NFL, unless you're the San Francisco 49ers who cruised yesterday and barely broke a sweat in their victory over the Arizona Cardinals. They cover a big number and don't even let their heart rate get above 70, even when they were eating Kyler Murray's tongue. Little Hannibal Lecter for you there. Before I get into the Bears in Cleveland, I want to remind you that you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. You can win up to 10 grand in bonus money. 10 grand with a $10 bet in same-game parlays with the squares icon to earn a square. Cleveland beats the Bears 20 to 17 in Cleveland yesterday. And it is an all too familiar calling card for Matt Eberflus's Bears. They squandered a fourth quarter lead again. The Browns scored 13 of their 20 points in the fourth quarter, and the Bears blew a 10 point lead and should have pulled the game out of their ass. But Darnell Mooney does not hang on to the desperation pass thrown by Fields into the end zone. The Browns do what they're trained to do, just smack it down, and Mooney happens to be on the ground, and he doesn't hang on. He kicks the ball up to the Cleveland DB who intercepts Fields, and it's the second time Fields was intercepted on the game. And the first time he was intercepted, he shouldn't have been intercepted. The play should have never been allowed because there was a personal foul on the Cleveland pass rusher number 99 who decked fields well after he got rid of the ball and then the interception in the end zone was not an interception and replay did not do it justice every score every turnover is supposed to be reviewed intensively and that DB with the hyphenated name did not catch the football he didn't. It hit the ground first. Fields was was the victim of a personal foul. Neither went the way the Bears should have had them go. They got screwed there. The Bears' defense made it a long day for Joe Flacco. I'm going to give credit to the Bears' defense for taking the ball away. Three turnovers, terrific. Hey, Eddie Jackson got one. 
He almost scored, too. Got it down to the one-and-a-half-yard line or thereabouts. Tremaine Edmonds scores uh, on a ball tipped by T.J. Edwards. And that tandem, it took him a while. But Ryan Poles is more than vindicated for those offseason signings. It looked after the first four weeks of the season like he'd wasted a lot of money on guys who were Roquan Smith uh, in terms of not taking the ball away. Guys who are around the ball a lot and get tackles, but guys who don't take it away, they have been taking it away, and man, what a difference Montez Sweat makes. Two and a half sacks yesterday. He was all over Flacco. And Flacco threw some gifts to the Bears. He did not look good. He looked slow. He he wasn't recognizing things as quickly as he needed to. He looked like the more inexperienced of the two quarterbacks yesterday. But here's the thing. He passed for almost 375 yards. Flacco yesterday finishes with, what, 374? 374 yards and two touchdowns. Now, is that evidence of of how open guys were all day? No, it's not. It's a, it's evidence of how poorly the Bears tackle and how much run after the catch the opposing receivers are still getting. I will applaud Eberflus for what he's getting out of this defense in terms of its takeaway ratios. But Jesus, Tyreek Stevenson, who had another pick yesterday, a nice rookie year for Stevenson out of Miami. But keep your damn head up and make a tackle now and again. Quit diving at guys' legs, especially the very large David Njoku, the tight end for the Broncos, one of, Browns, one of two receivers, more than 100 yards yesterday. Amari Cooper did it. He scored a touchdown. And Joku did it. He scored a touchdown. You can't be giving up 100-plus yards to two receivers. You know, it's a bad day if you do it with one of them, unless you completely shut down everybody else. That's too much run after the catch. The Bears' defense has come a long way. I give it credit. I know I have put asterisks on some of their accomplishments, and I don't take that away. I, I, I'm giving them enormous credit for the takeaways. I'm a foof guy. I'm, a, I'm an INT guy. If I'm going to pay big money to those guys, defenders, they have to take the ball away. And they've done that late, lately but they still don't tackle well after the catch. And you have way too much rack, way too much run after the catch. And it was evidenced again yesterday. I don't know why the Bears didn't make more of a commitment to try to run the football against Cleveland. I know it's a tough putt, just as it is against the Bears defense. And the Browns didn't do much of it either yesterday. That was a shitty game in the first half. I didn't find it to be very very compelling from either coordinator's standpoint offensively. I was unimpressed. Nonetheless, with the victory, Cleveland's ninth of the year, it's starting to look like Kevin Stefanski, the 41-year-old former Vikings assistant, is the front runner for coach of the year in the NFL. It's hard to argue with that at 9-5 and five, and on his fourth quarterback. Stefanski, who has to answer to Jonah Hill, Paul D. Podesta, the character Jonah Hill played in Moneyball, was uh, D. Podesta, even though they changed his name in the film 
to Peter Brand. He's the mathematician. He's the guy with all of the numbers crunchers up in the nerdery getting game plans ready for an actual football man. Well, it turns out, and I learned this from Adam the Bull in the podcast we did together last week in Cleveland, Stefanski is a numbers guy. He's he's one of the new thinkers. He's a millennial. He's 41. He knows how to wear a hat. You don't bend the bill. You leave it flat, just like Kyle Shanahan does, and look what it's done for him. He has the best offensive team in football, and their defense is pretty goddamn good as well. <sighs> <laughs> just this this blowing leads in the fo- in the fourth quarter excuse me i get all for klempt it's just unacceptable and you can play great for 55 minutes as they played great for 56 minutes against detroit in the first meeting between the two and got nothing to show for it because they coughed up the ball with 353 left one of two fields turnovers Anybody who puts the uh, the last pick on fields or points to his two interceptions yesterday, they count. They count against him. They're legit. Shouldn't have happened. He got Brad Allen. Brad Allen, number 122 in zebra stripes, the official for yesterday's Bears loss, is the same guy who was in the white hat when the Chiefs got screwed on Monday Night Football recently, when Travis Kelsey was pushed in the end zone, well before the ball arrived, he was thrown off of his attempt at getting ready to go up and leap for the Hail Mary. On the previous play, Marquez Valdez scanning, or I think it was two plays prior to that, of the Chiefs was mauled by a Packers DB at around the Green Bay nine-yard line. And Brad Allen was all over that game. And those were make goods, it seemed, for the terrible personal foul call that went against the Packers defender who hit Patrick Mahomes as he was trying to reach the sticks, trying to gain uh, the first down yardage right near the sideline. It was He was in bounds when he got hit, and they flagged him. Well, Justin Fields doesn't get those calls. Fields will not get them. Josh Allen cried yesterday against the Cowboys before he even before his butt hit the ground. He was complaining. I think it was Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys who knocked him down on that play. He's wanting to call, and he got it. He got it. Mahomes gets it. A lot of them get it. Not Fields. I don't know why he hasn't earned that. I don't know why the NFL has not t- tried to protect one of its one of its finer assets, I would submit to you. He's a draw. This dude is the closest thing to Devin Hester we've ever seen in Chicago and maybe in the NFL. He is pure excitement when he's in space, when when he's got the ball in his hands. And he's become a better quarterback, and he has found a guy in D.J. Moore and in Cole Komet. The Bears have a foundation offensively. Do they do it with Fields remains the $64,000 question and has Matt Eberflus done enough to retain his job? That was the focus of my podcast early last week after their win, and my answer was no. No, not enough. Unforgivable to waste August, to waste, you know, OTAs where you weren't determining what your offensive identity is going to be when you start the year. You do that in your rookie year, Mulligan. 
Year two, nah, nah. Terminable offense, you could argue. And he has been mamby-pamby at the lectern this year. He has been a difficult guy to get behind. Not a bad guy, not an unlikable guy, but a guy who doesn't seem to be very sure of himself. And I think that's something when you're a head coach, that's a huge detriment. You want the guy standing in front of 55 other men and a coaching staff to exude confidence, to put belief in the hearts and minds of those young athletes and the assistant coaches. I know they go to bat for him. I know Montez Sweat and others say many nice things about it, Matt Eberflus, but, you know, on a team that's 5-9, and nine, I put an asterisk next to those thoughts. Of course they like their head coach. He likes them. He compliments them. He knows he is not at their level professionally. T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds and Montez Sweat, who earned their spurs as members of teams in the NFC East, the Commanders and Eagles respectively, had NFL chops. They've got more skins on the wall than Eberflus does as a coordinator. His team led the league in takeaways in 2021. What do you, you know, that that's, I need more than that. If you're going to be, you know, if you're going to validate yourself as a head coach, you can't be talking about what you did three years ago as coordinator. Your team has got to continue to pressure the passer and it has to continue to take the ball away. Those are good, good things about the last six or eight weeks for the Bears. Turnovers can keep you in games when your offense is sputtering. They did it for both teams yesterday. Those turnovers, the Flacco pick parade, and the two times the Bears lost the football. Those were critical plays because the first Cleveland pick was in the end zone. And Brad Allen's fingerprints are all over that. You'd say, you know, I sound like a Justin Fields enthusiast today. The guy actually made me feel for him yesterday. I think he got hosed. I think that was a terrible non-call on the roughing the passer. They call that all the time in this league. And they didn't call it after the ball had been released. And backing up a little bit, I said, well, after the ball had been released, that's, that's an exaggeration. It was after the ball was gone. But to say well after the ball was gone, probably an exaggeration. The Bears have the Arizona Cardinals this week. What other team would you find the Bears a four-and-a-half-point favorite against? That's the number at Bet Rivers today. The Cardinals ran the ball very well yesterday against San Francisco, but I don't know if they really got the 49ers' attention because they were all over Murray. Kyler Murray, tough day in the office, and the 49ers cruised. Christian McCaffrey now getting the endorsement of Brock Purdy for MVP in the league. Debo Samuel, Samuel, his third straight multi-touchdown game. They're stacked. They are just stacked. Ain't nobody going to stop them now. Arizona. Does Arizona get a little bit of of a pick-me-up because they played the best team in the league last week and for a little while hung around with them. (laughs) Hung around with them, meaning they covered for, for a good portion of the game. They were covering. They were making an argument. They're arguing. I'm staying off the game. 
I'm I should put my Bears wagers away for the year. I can't get it right. I keep betting against them. And yesterday it was a push. Laid the three yesterday. Ah, and had to settle for the push. If Mooney catches that ball, the Bears <laughs> the Bears slip in the draft. And as it stands, they're now getting nervous because Carolina decided to beat Atlanta yesterday, nine to seven in a taffy pull. So the Panthers with victory number two as they get set for these last few games of the season. The Bears with Atlanta, I'm sorry, uh, with Arizona this coming week. Lots of luck with that one. My money's on the 49ers. (laughs) Lastly, I want to say happy birthday to a guy who many people didn't think would get to 80. The coolest man alive, Keith Richards, is 80 years old today. When I saw the Rolling Stones on the Some Girls Tour, I remember commenting to my buddies as we took the South Shore home from Soldier Field that Sunday afternoon. Thank God we got to see the boys before they're all dead. That was in 1978. (laughs) Happy birthday to Keith Richards, the man who swings up and down from a coconut tree to obtain happiness. The coolest guy alive is 80 years old today. That's my guy. That's him right over my, uh, my shoulder. For those of you watching, on YouTube. And please subscribe if you have not done so already. You can see the interviews I do with these guests, or you can just look at my pictures of Billy Williams and me bullshitting at spring training a few years ago, or Mark Burley and me uh, celebrating the White Sox winning the 05 World Series, whatever. Uh, Anyway, subscribe. Do me that solid as we've been saying now for 15 or 20 years here in America. Do me a solid and subscribe. Adam Delavitt, Sam Michael, Troy Mocker, Randy Merkin, and Alex Pastor, thank you for a job very well done. Back in a couple of days with much more on the 2023 NFL season and everything else going on with the games people play. Maybe Cubs boss Jed Hoyer will even get off of his ass and augment the roster before we talk next. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan McNeil, and I'm done for now. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.